Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. A mother's main instinct is to protect their child by all means necessary. On February 21st, 1895, the body of a newborn baby was found on the ice in Old Deer Park in Richmond, England. An infant, too, died because her mother thought she was protecting her from a life of poverty and starvation. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Amy Smart married Frederick James Gregory in 1889 and, shortly after, began welcoming children into their lives and into their home in Richmond, England. Unfortunately, when she gave birth to her third child on December 31st, 1894, a girl named Frances, she and her husband had been living apart for about 15 months. According to a neighbor, he had been living with his parents and taken the other two children with him, forcing Amy to give birth to Frances inside of a Richmond workhouse. The reason for the separation was never made clear. Amy left the workhouse a few weeks later on her own accord, And on the 21st of February, a coachsmith traveling near Old Deer Park reported to a deputy that the body of a young female was found lying face down on the ice about two yards from the towpath. A white handkerchief was twisted around her neck, her hands clenched, eyes wide with fear, and her body emaciated to only five and a half pounds. It was the body of Frances Gregory, who wasn't even two months old. The town went mad, as did the local press. This victim was completely helpless, and all of the residents wanted to know what monster could have taken such a young life in what they were calling the Richmond child murder. A man named James French then came forward and stated that he knew exactly who the baby was and who she belonged to. She was a child of Amy Gregory, who had been lodging with him since February 5th. Amy was arrested on February 24th, and at first tried to deny that the body in question belonged to her daughter. When pressed, she finally broke down and asked, How did you find out? I wish I had went some miles away. But upon being charged, assured officials that the cause of death was starvation. She claimed her milk had dried up and she had no money to hire a wet nurse. She was brought to court and charged with willful murder and, while at trial, revealed her tragic story. According to Amy and eyewitnesses, just a few weeks after Frances was born, Amy left the house she was lodging at to go look for someone to take care of Frances. She found a woman referred to as Mrs. Williams and agreed to pay five shillings a week to care for the infant. When the payments were not made, Mrs. Williams returned Frances on February 10th. The defense claimed that shortly after Frances was returned, the baby died of starvation while in her mother's arms who was walking through the frigid winter to try and find a job, and that if she had murdered the infant, it was because she was suffering from starvation and felt she had no choice. 
On February 27, 1985, after just 30 minutes of deliberation, Amy Gregory was found guilty of willful murder and proceeded to deliver a devastating speech through broken sobs and with blood reportedly streaming from her nostrils. She pleaded with them to show her mercy, that she went to seek shelter with her father who locked her out of the house and that she tried her best to find a place that would give her work and food but found none. She was given the death penalty, at which time she yelled out, I did not know what I was doing. Many felt the sentencing was harsh for a mother who, by her own account, had no choice. Petitions were signed and the press wrote articles condemning the country for not providing citizens with the minimal needed to survive and not working harder to make workhouses suitable places to live in. Others argued she killed Francis because she did not want to be forced to live in a workhouse nor did she want the responsibility of a newborn. That she was offered basic shelter and chose not to take it. Letters were written, petitions were signed, and pleas for her reprieve were made not just by citizens, but by officials and higher-ups who felt the case was more than just a black and white infant side. And on April 11th, Amy Gregory was given a conditional pardon, her death penalty reprieved, and sent to a working prison where she was set to remain for the rest of her life. However, after five years of captivity, Amy was released on a license, went to a refuge home, and eventually reconciled with her husband. By 1901, the woman who seemed to have lost it all was living with her children, husband, and paternal grandparents, and by 1911, had gone back home to Richmond. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on February 22nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.